0: See what FedEx can do for your business.
1: Absolutely, positively FedEx.
2: All rise. Enjoy entering.
3: Please proceed. Kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. The defense calls as its first witness, Virginia Vertides. This was a case about a woman who shot and killed the person attacking her, Patrick Gilhulli. Prosecutor's position is, my client murdered Gilhulli in cold blood. They were the only two people
0: in that house that night. One of them is dead, and one of them is on trial for his murder.
1: What really happened in Mount Olive, New Jersey, on a cold, cold March night in 2014? It began with a 911 call. 911, where's your emergency?
4: Somebody was breaking
1: into my house. I didn't know who was coming into my house. Who else is here? On March 3rd, 52-year-old Virginia Vertitas called 911 in a panic. There was an intruder at her home, she said. But when police got there, they found another story altogether. That intruder was, in fact, Virginia's longtime love, Patrick Gahuli.
0: Police arrive on scene at 10.07. They see Patrick laying there, motionless, dead. They see the gun, a 38 caliber. So what happened? We have to know who these people are. Who was Patrick Ohuli? Who is Virginia Vertidas?
1: I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 hours, and this is my life of crime. Virginia Vertidas is an unlikely killer. She was a suburban mother, a popular teacher, with no criminal history. So why did police arrest her that night? And why would she shoot and kill Patrick Kahuli?
3: I know Virginia Vertidas. I've spent hundreds of hours with her. She had a high-paying corporate job. She gave it up and went to teaching. All the parents would ask for her because she was such a great teacher. A loving mother, loving daughter.
1: Ed Balingas is passionate when he talks about Virginia. But then, he is her defense attorney. He claims she's a victim. He
3: beat the hell out of her. He choked her, he looked her straight in the eyes and said he was going to kill her. Look at the evidence. I have this woman's life in my hands.
1: But Matt Traiano, the prosecutor in the case, says Virginia Vertidas killed Patrick Ahooli in cold blood.
0: This is a guy that retired as a police officer, was working on security for construction sites.
1: Patrick Ahooli was a retired New York police officer. At the time of his death, he was working in private security, including a stint as a bodyguard for Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. He was, as Triano admits, a complicated man.
0: He drank too much and too often, but he had a big heart, he worked hard, he was loved by his family and friends, and he loved them.
1: His death in the front hall of Virginia's home was the last act of a drama that had been playing out for years since 2008 when virginia first met patrick virginia had always been a little unlucky at love she had married three times in search of it the first time she married young and it didn't last husband number two Scott titus also a police officer was the love she thought she was looking for oh she loved him very very much That's Virginia's mother, Craney Kohlhofer. She says that when the couple's children, Kelly and Billy, were young, Virginia left a high-paying job at AT AT&T to become a teacher so she could spend more time at home. Virginia would do just about anything for her children, wouldn't she? Absolutely. She was a marvelous mother. But that marriage, Craney says, also collapsed when Scott cheated on Virginia. That tore her world apart. Just tore her world apart. She was never the same after that. Jim Faulkner was Virginia's husband number three. He described the relationship as volatile, and Virginia as needy.
0: She sent me a hundred roses. She did everything in her power to get me back. She said she'll do whatever it takes, and we even went to therapy.
1: Do you get the impression that it's very difficult for Virginia to be without a man?
0: Yes, she has to have somebody. At all times.
1: The marriage to Faulkner didn't last either, and soon, Virginia was back on Match.com.
0: I saw an email that she was dating somebody.
1: Patrick O'Hooly. Yeah. What you are about to hear is the story in Virginia Vertidas' own words. She took the stand at her murder trial in 2017, and as one of her defense attorneys led her with questions, she talked about her life with Patrick O'Hooly. How did you meet him?
2: I met him online, Match.com. It was a good relationship. He was very attentive.
1: But as Virginia tells it, the relationship with Patrick became strained. We broke up a lot. They fought a lot, she says. Patrick was unfaithful, and at other times, jealous. He did not like me talking to other
2: men. It made him feel humiliated.
1: They even fought over taxes because Patrick hadn't paid his in years. But mostly, she says, they fought about his drinking. Virginia says there were several times when Patrick was drinking that he was violent with her.
2: Pushed me down on the bed. He shoved me into a wall. He threw me on the floor. Her
1: mother said she suspected her daughter was being abused. A couple of times, this was towards the end, I would see bruises. They would be on her arms or her legs or whatever, and I, I would say, Virginia. She goes, oh, I'm just clumsy. Still, Crane admits that her daughter never reported any of these alleged incidents to police. But you're convinced that he was abusive oh, to her. Oh, I am absolutely convinced that he was abusive to her. Why do you think then she stayed with him? Every time I ask her those same questions, I love him. But I would say, There's no but, Mom. I love him. Virginia's attorney, Ed Belinka, says there was another reason.
3: Why did she remain silent? She had various medical issues.
1: Virginia struggled with an autoimmune disease. Three months before the shooting, she went on disability from her teaching job. She
3: was weak, vulnerable. Gihuly took advantage of that. Throughout the entire relationship, Patrick Gilhouli had thrown up in her face
1: when he abused her. I'm a cop. They're never going to believe you. And that's the reason, says her attorney, that Virginia panicked and then lied about why she shot her boyfriend.
3: The cops come running in. Get down, get down. At that point in time, while she's on 911, she's thinking to herself after all of the beatings. Over the years that he beat her and what he said to her, they're never going to believe you. She makes up the story. She lies.
1: Virginia told 911 and first responders initially that she thought Gahooley was an intruder when she shot him. But the truth is, she had invited him over that cold March night. He was drinking, she tells jurors, and they argued as they had so many times before. But this time, she says, was different.
2: I never saw his eyes look like that before. He said, I'm gonna kill you, you I was scared to death. I ran up the stairs and ran into the master bedroom I went over to the bed and I reached under the mattress and I grabbed the gun. I just kept shooting. I quickly looked and he was still on the stairs, so I just kept shooting down the stairwell.
1: Virginia says she shot him in self-defense, but the evidence indicates there may be more to that story.
4: She's the ex and I'm the new, so probably there's going to be a disgruntle there. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it, the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware. Each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. She's the ex and I'm the new, so probably there's going to be a disgruntle there.
1: That's Colleen Roper on the stand. Patrick had been seeing another woman. Virginia had learned that just weeks before the shooting and had been calling and reaching out to that new girlfriend, Colleen Roper.
4: I was getting prank hang hangups on my phone.
1: Can you approximate how many prank
0: calls you received? Three or four. I'd like to direct your attention to February 4th, 2014. Do you recall whether or not you had received some communication on Facebook?
4: I was getting friend requests. I didn't know who this person was because I'm very selective about who I'm friends with on Facebook. So I said, who,
1: who are you? Colleen says Patrick had told her about Virginia, but had not said that he was still seeing Virginia. So Colleen sent her this message back. I'm under the impression the two of you broke up. Please don't
4: friend me again. I didn't do anything to you. Sorry. Thank your time. And she texted me back something like, do you think sleeping with my boyfriend of six years isn't doing anything to me? And I said, no, not if it's over.
1: Virginia's response was to tell Colleen that she had slept with Patrick that very morning. When Patrick found out that Virginia had reached out to his new girlfriend, he sent Virginia a text. We are done. So done, he wrote. Wish you luck. Find someone else. You can do it. Good luck. A week later after Virginia had contacted Colleen again, Patrick left her an angry voicemail. Be psycho, psycho woman. It wasn't just her relationship with Patrick that was falling apart. Virginia, who was on medical leave, had petitioned the school board to return to work and they had voted against her.
2: I was very upset. I was ready to go back to school and I missed the kids
1: Virginia may have been at the end of her rope. Her daughter, Kelly, was away at college, and her son, Billy, then 16, had recently decided to move in with his father. Virginia talked with a therapist about her deep sadness on March 3rd, the very morning of the shooting.
2: (laughs) It was just really tough to talk
1: about, Billy. I was heartbroken. Later that same day, around 6 p.m., Virginia texted Patrick. Despite their problems, he had agreed to come over. And he did. Ed Belinka says Patrick had sex on his mind when he arrived. He had
3: taken Viagra, which, not based on personal experience, you're gonna find out, takes a while to kick in. So it had to have been planned.
1: The evidence shows that Patrick mixed it with something else that night. How drunk was Patrick O'Hooley on March 3rd, 2014?
3: Crazy drunk.
1: What, almost three times, three the, times legal limit? the legal limit? absolutely. I unzippered his pants. Yeah. According to Virginia, after an attempt at sexual intimacy failed, Patrick grew frustrated.
2: And he kind of pushed me away
1: and zippered up his pants and put his belt back on. She then says she left Patrick sort of dozing off on the floor and went to get firewood at the 7-Eleven. When she returned, Patrick was gone, but then he called her.
3: They finally connected on a telephone call and he was screaming at her and ranting and raving about why did you leave me, you didn't tell me, and she's trying to calm him down. She finally convinces him to come back.
1: What happened next is in dispute. So listen carefully. Virginia says that Patrick returned through her front door so angry that when he slammed it, the storm door shattered, dropping glass on the mat inside.
3: When he came back to the house, he was a raving lunatic. And that started the rage that, to me, was building up inside of him. She sees that, she gets up, and she starts to walk away from him.
1: According to Ed Belinkus. The last straw for Patrick was when Virginia taunted him and said, at least I pay my taxes. Do you think that line is what set everything off? At least I pay my taxes? Yep, you know,
3: that's when he comes after her.
1: Earlier that evening, says Belinkis, Patrick had discovered an IRS whistleblower form that Virginia had filled out. Apparently, she planned to turn in Patrick to the federal government, for not paying his taxes
3: she was entering the foyer he grabs her from behind she's trying to get away and he pushes her up against the front door he grabs her by the throat and starts choking her he looks her dead in the eye and says i'm gonna f- kill you you f-.
1: after fighting on top of the broken glass in the foyer belinka says Virginia managed to escape and ran upstairs to her bedroom. And that's when, according to Bolinka, she grabbed a gun that she claimed Patrick had left under the mattress.
3: She reaches under, she grabs the gun, she runs out, she sticks the gun around the corner and starts firing.
1: Bolinka says that Virginia, fearing for her life, shot at Patrick. The first shot missed. The others did not. He collapsed at the bottom of the stairs. I um, I sat down next to him,
2: and I kept shaking him. Patrick, please wake up. Please wake
1: up. Daddy wasn't waking up. A simple case of self-defense. That's what Virginia claims. But the prosecution says the evidence shows something else.
0: She was lying to the jury under oath.
1: Basically, her defense is blame the victim.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's hard. It's a very one-sided argument because, you know, Patrick's not there to defend himself.
1: Because Virginia Vertidas took the stand, prosecutor Matt Troiano gets to question her as well.
0: You were angry.
1: No, not angry. Triana was determined to prove to the jury that Virginia was the real aggressor that night, that Virginia was obsessed with Patrick, that she simply couldn't accept that the relationship was over. Why do you believe that Virginia Fertitta shot and killed Patrick Kahuli? Because she was having problems, you know, with her son.
0: She was having issues with work. And Patrick, the person that really she felt closest to, was just up and leaving her.
1: And the proof, he says, is in the text sent back and forth between the couple after Virginia first learned he had a new girlfriend.
0: You recall saying to him things like, there won't be another relationship, I'll be dead first.
1: Yes. Triano asked Virginia about her attempt to win Patrick back by playing on his sympathy, claiming that she had multiple sclerosis.
0: At that time, did you specifically know that you had... MS.
1: I specifically believed I had MS.
0: I understand that. But you didn't tell him that you believe you had it. You told him, in fact, that I do have it.
1: Yes. And when that tactic didn't work, Troiano says Virginia tried to lure him with sex.
0: Did you ever ask him to come and say that it was just friends with benefits?
1: Yes. By March 3rd, Patrick may finally have had enough. His friends and family say that he went to Virginia's that evening to end things with her once and for all. You may have a seat, sir. You're listening to Patrick's brother, Paul Gahouli.
0: And he said to me that this is it, I can't do this anymore. And he also said to me that he wanted to discuss with her some tax situation.
1: But Patrick's brother also supports a significant part of Virginia's story. And why would he talk about that tax situation with my client,
3: if you know, based on your conversation?
1: On prior conversations, he had told me that
3: he was worried about Virginia talking to the IRS about a tax situation.
1: Belenka says it's more proof that it was Patrick's unpaid taxes that sparked the fatal fight. He had beaten her that night. He had threatened to kill her that night. But was there a physical fight that night at all? Matt Troiano believes that Virginia's injuries are self-inflicted and shows the jury a video taken the night of the shooting when Virginia is at the police station And she appears to be scratching herself. So when the state says that she created those injuries, what do you say? Bull crap, you know? How
3: about the injury to the throat? When did she create
0: that? If she did one, she did all. you believe that. Patrick Gahuli was a big guy. If what she says is true, she would have looked beat up really, really bad.
1: And there is also this. If Patrick had broken the glass door in anger and struggled with Virginia on top of the shards of glass, why doesn't Virginia have cuts and slashes on her feet or on her body?
0: You know, you hear about essentially this death struggle that happens in the middle of this foyer, but there's no cuts from glass. There's none of that.
1: The prosecution says Patrick didn't break that storm door in anger, that the door was instead shattered by one of the bullets.
0: Patrick didn't break that glass. I don't think that the evidence supports that at all.
4: for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up.
1: That door and how it shattered is crucial to this trial. If Patrick broke it, that supports Virginia's claim that Patrick was enraged. But if the bullet shattered it, then where's the evidence of abuse? We put Virginia's story to the test by hiring independent forensic expert Jim Molinaro. We bought a storm door nearly identical to the one in Virginia Vertidas' home. So, are almost all storm doors now that are used made of tempered glass? Yes. What makes tempered glass different?
0: Tempered glass is stronger than regular glass. Generally speaking, it's about four times stronger.
1: When the defendant says that she heard the door break after Patrick Kahuli slammed it, What's your first reaction to that?
0: The likelihood of that happening, I wouldn't expect that to happen.
1: Okay, do you want to try? We
0: can give it a try, yes. Okay.
1: We tried slamming it over and over again. And when that didn't work, we tried kicking it. Do you believe the defendant when she says that door, she heard the door break before the shooting? No. Molinaro right believes here. the door was shattered by a bullet, and here's why. There was still glass left in the door in Virginia's home after the shooting, and it contained what Molinaro says are telltale clues.
0: Radial fracture lines will only occur on the first break of the window.
1: We asked them to show us what happens to an unbroken storm door when it's hit by a bullet. Now you're not going to be actually firing the gun. No,
0: I'm going to turn this over to Jeff Branion from the Gwinnett County Police Department. Eyes and ears in
1: place, everybody behind the 15-yard line. You ready to go look? Let's go take a look. Oh my gosh.
0: You can see they point directly to where the bullet perforated the glass.
1: I mean, this looks almost identical to the photos in evidence.
0: Yes, exactly. We couldn't have asked for better results.
1: This is proof, says the state, that the bullet was the only thing that broke the glass that night, that Patrick never shattered it in a rage. And there's another witness who supports that theory, Patrick Ahooli's own daughter. Mr. Tarano,
0: call your next witness, please. At this time, the state will call Jennifer Gilhouli. Jennifer was going to be the star witness in the case. Do you know an individual by the name of Virginia Vertidas? I do. And do you see Ms. Vertidas in court here today? I do. Could you identify her, please? She's sitting at the
1: table right over there. I
0: stipulate she's identified
1: my client. Jennifer Gahuli, Patrick's oldest daughter, was as close to an eyewitness as you could have.
0: Jennifer, I'd like to direct your attention to March 3rd, 2014. Do you recall that day? I
1: do. That night, Jennifer got three calls from her father in just four minutes, right before he was shot.
4: The first phone call, when I picked up, he was
0: screaming, she's hitting me, she's hitting me. And I kept hearing him screaming, stop, stop. He called me again. I just heard yelling.
1: I didn't really hear words. The phone calls prove, Troyano says that Patrick was not attacking Virginia. It was the other way around.
0: Did you communicate with your father again? It,
1: I said, Dad, I'm coming.
0: He's like, it's too far. You won't get here in time. And the next thing I know is I heard <laughs> three loud shots. I heard him say, holy He's shooting. And the
1: phone call went dead.
2: I'm sorry. i sorry.
1: Jennifer's testimony is damning. And what the jury won't hear, because the judge won't allow it, is that Patrick may have been abusive in the past.
3: He was suspended from the New York police force for beating his first wife.
1: Newspaper articles from 1996 tell the story of an alleged assault where Patrick slammed his then-wife's head against the wall and a sink. Patrick was charged with misdemeanor assault, and he was suspended from the force without pay. But the charges were later dropped. The jurors heard none of that. They just heard this.
2: He told me that at one point he hit his wife got in trouble with the police, but that he really just got a slap on the wrist.
3: Let me tell you something. If you put your hands on a woman once, you can do it again.
1: It's a tough case for the jurors. Virginia Vertidas is credible and she's emotional on the stand. But did she shoot Patrick Kahuli out of fear that night or out of jealousy? The evidence
3: is clear that my client was in fear of her life. If she didn't
0: kill him, he would have killed her, period. This is not self-defense. This is a murder.
1: Was it really that crystal clear? I asked the prosecutor, Matt Treano, whether it's possible that there was a terrible fight that night. Patrick Kahuli does have at least one incident as in background. Doesn't that make you wonder if, in fact, there was some kind of physical altercation with Virginia?
0: No. No, I will be as emphatic as I can be. No. There was an incident with his wife a very long time ago, and that wife, who was his ex wife at the time of the trial, sat through that trial every single day.
1: After almost seven hours of deliberations, the jury has reached a verdict. Madam Four Lady, with regard to
3: count one, what is the verdict of the jury?
1: Guilty. Oh my gosh. Guilty of first degree murder. Two months later, Virginia Vertidas was sentenced.
4: Ms. Vertitas, please stand for a moment on the charge of first-degree murder. Virginia
1: was sentenced to 30 years in prison. You must
4: serve the full 30 years in prison without the possibility of parole.
1: Do you think you will, at some point, see Virginia walk out of prison? Before I die, I hope so.
2: One of the things she keeps telling me is, Mom, don't leave me. And I hope I don't have to before she gets out.
1: I've thought a lot about Virginia Fertitta since I first covered her trial in 2017. Here's my theory. Sometimes I wonder if Virginia had actually planned to take her own life on that cold, cold night in March, but then instead turned the gun on Patrick Ahooli when he chose to walk out on her. Will we ever know? Well, we may. In March, 2020, a state appellate court overturned her conviction, ruling that the judge had erred in the instructions he had given the jury. So, Virginia Bertitas will get a new trial, a new chance, a new jury to convince. I'm Erin Moriarty, 48 hours, and that's my life of crime. A special thanks to the 48 Hours team, as well as my producers, Sam Egan, Alan Pang, and CBS Audio. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook at CBS Life of Crime. We'll see you next time. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good
0: you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news.